When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Kay Simone, and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. I'm out of town, thugging with my round. My Gucci pink, my booty hole brown. Where the niggas? All right. We got Kayla Simone jumping off the porch with us today. What's up, y'all? I'm happy to be here and, yeah, jumping off the porch. For sure. How does it feel to be here, beautiful? It feels good. It's good to be in a different environment. For sure. It's a pleasure to have you on the porch with us today. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. No cap. So how does it feel to be able to go to other cities and maneuver just off your creativeness? It feels awesome because I know other people don't get to travel like that. So I kind of get to show people different cities myself, you know, different cultures, even from going from here, Houston, LA, New York, it's all different. So it's pretty cool. That's real. And prior to you getting, becoming a content creator, you always experienced traveling before this prior to. Yes. So I was in the army, so I've been to different countries too. I feel like I'm pretty well-rounded, well-cultured however you want to put it. So it's nothing new to me, but it's pretty cool still. That's real. You was in the army? Yeah. For real? Yep. You made it through boot camp? I cheated through boot camp. <laughs> How did you cheat? <laughs> my drill sergeants hated me. My, um, what you call it? My peers hated me because I was never on time. And when I wasn't on time, they had to do push-ups because of me. And then they wouldn't make me do the push-ups. I would just be standing there waiting. So they just, they blood boiling because they got to do extra stuff because of me. It's not my fault I can't be on time, you know? So who fault is it? They really need to just, you know, give us more time. Yeah. Or just understand I'm, you know, colored. Colored people's time. I feel that. Yeah. That's funny as hell. So <laughs> how would you describe growing up in Racine? Growing up in Racine, uh, it was pretty cool. A little uneventful, you know, I wasn't really out there like that. My parents, a little strict, so I wasn't, you know, jumping off the porch too much. <laughs> For real? <laughs> yeah. I feel that. So how would you describe the way of life and the people in Racine? The way of life. So it's pretty close to Milwaukee, so most people would think it's like a mini Milwaukee, but it has a pretty, it has a pretty decent Chicago influence and then it got its own little flavor. It's like a little melting pot. That's real. Yeah. So when would you say you started to, you know, peek outside the window because you had strict parents and you wanted to see what outside was talking about? I would say 15. That's when I, that's when I jumped off the porch. I was like doing my own thing. That was when I first got drunk. Shout out to Bacardi, you know. <laughs> That's 15 for sure. Bacardi had the Midwest in a chokehold at one point. It really did. I and don't it, even it know was where it cheap too. Yeah. You know, we 15, we putting our money together to get a bottle. So. Yeah. 
You no. thought it was a vibe. It was. That's what's up. So detail more so about you jumping off the porch. Okay, so again, I wasn't really allowed to do much. They wasn't letting me go to parties. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna just do hood rat shit with my friends. So I'm staying out late, I'm going to parties. You know, I tried a little weed, but the weed wasn't for me. I just started smoking weed last year, you know, so. So the weed for you now? It's for me now, here and there. I feel that. Here and there. What's some of the things you can say you've been through, experienced or seen from jumping off the porch at the early age of 15? That's a bar. Yeah, I would say I observe people and then like, I don't have kids yet, so I know I'm gonna have real good guidance when I have them because I went from having so many friends to two. And then you also see how men are as well. So jumping off the porch early, like really opened my eyes and I just feel like I'm really wise now. That's real. What's some of the things you can say you experienced with men at that age? So, I know men don't be wanting their daughters to date until they're like 30 or, you know how they be being extra. I really wouldn't want my daughter to date until she's like 18 because anything in high school is gonna waste your time. And they really, men are always after one thing, but it's like really bad when you're young. So that's one thing that I noticed and men really, they don't got nothing to offer you. They, they your age. What can they do for you? You know, worry about yourself. Go to school. Get your job. Do what you're gonna do. Don't worry about that. No, that's real. Yeah. <laughs> so, you're 15. You focus. What would you say was next after high school? So after high school, my mom suggested that I go to the army right after high school. I was like, no, I'm not gonna do that. Why would I go to the army? Why are you trying to get rid of me? <laughs> but. I ended up working for a year. I was doing like little warehouse shit. And I was like, this is not for me. So I took a break from 18 to 19 trying to work. That wasn't for me. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go to the army. So at 19, I went to the army and I liked it. Like it was different. They give you your own little setup. You go somewhere different. I was in Killeen, Texas. So it gave me a different environment and it got me away from home. That's real. How long were you in the Army? I just did four years. That's real. Just one and done. One and done. So what was next after the Army? Next after the Army, I started school. I'm not done with my bachelor's yet, but I'm working on my bachelor's in biology. That's what's up. What made you want to study biology? I always loved biology and science since I was a little girl. So when would you say you became this content creator that we know and love today? Last year. Really? Yeah. Just last year? Just last year. What inspired it? Um, so I started noticing that I was getting on the Explore page on Instagram. Like literally last year, I probably had two, 3,000 followers. So I was like, okay, they are liking these. And then I started looking up things to improve and like suggestions. It's like, okay, get better lighting on your pictures. Do this, do that. And then my pictures started going up. So boom, I'm at like 20K and then my pictures are on the Explore page. Then I run into Myron. I don't know if you're familiar, but he's a Shout out Cheating Ass Myron. Yes, shout out Cheating Ass Myron. So he was like, come get him some skits. And I was like, okay, I wasn't opposed to it. 
And then it just went out from there. He introduced me to a couple people. And then after I went in some skits that went kind of viral, you know, a couple million views, people started reaching out to me to work with me. So that's how I started doing this. That's real. Did you ever expect to make money off of social media? Yeah. Because I see everybody else doing it. Yeah. So I was like, I want a piece of the pie too. No, I feel that. So initially starting, you was just taking pictures of yourself. Yeah. So did you ever expect to like gain this attraction and this following? Yeah, not to sound <laughs> self-censored, <laughs> but I'm an Aquarius. So like, I kind of know I can steal the show and I like, I don't know. You I'm stole an Aquarius. It. You stole it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what would you say made you transpire from participating in skits to you taking shit in your own hands and be like, look, I want to interview people and ask them crazy ass questions. Just to keep content rolling because everyone's in their own lane. Um, they're super like laser focused in what they're doing. I know I can't always work with Myron. I know I can't always work with, you know, these people over here or these people there. So I'm like, okay, I got to have my own thing rolling in the meantime when I can't collab with these people. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna do interviews even though, believe it or not, I'm like shy. So it still work out, you know, I make it work. Yeah, I'll be trying to figure out like, where does the confidence just come on when the camera come on? Um, when the camera comes on and then sometimes I drink a little bit. There you go, take them shots, hit that Tequila. weed. Yeah. Get in that mode. Mm -hmm. So what would you say inspired you to like, go left field with the questions? Um, so my audience, I can't control what kind of audience I attracted, but it's like a lot of men. So I'm like, okay, let me, let me ask some spicy shit that they might like, you know, I'm just kind of, kind of pandering or catering to my audience. Hell yeah, niggas be horny. Yeah, very. <laughs> so you was just like, I'm finna go ahead. Very. I'm finna pop it on the horny niggas. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. For sure. So tell me about this convention I seen you at. Was that a sex convention? Yes, that it was Exotica. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like you was just like you know what, I'm gonna go here and just ask whatever I want. Yeah, and it was really funny because it's like it well it was like Chicago porn stars or whatever, but it was crazy because the porn stars were like hitting on me. I'm sure they hit on other people, but I was like, okay, this is a little crazy. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, unfortunately, I didn't get to interview any porn stars besides one. I didn't get her number, but shit, call me. What? <laughs> Mate, what? I really want to know, like, okay. Fuck it, I'm gonna go to the sex convention and I'm finna just pop it. <laughs> so my homie actually, um, it was his idea. He do, he do this too. His name's Sticks Lynch, shout out to him. That's what's up. My favorite question that you ask one nigga is, how much have you spent for pussy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how much would you say a nigga has offered you to be in bed with you? See, they throw a lot of prices out, but I don't know if they're like serious. So a couple people have said 10,000. 
And then some people like lowball me. They'll be like two, three, four, five hundred. And I'm like, whatever. I don't take the offers, you know, this pussy ain't for sale like that, but yeah. <laughs> you said like that. <laughs> <laughs> the DMs from the flood. So they, they already flooding. I already know. So what's tell me about the wildest shit you ever seen in your DM? The wildest shit. Just the other day, somebody said, let me nut on your feet. I would say that. <laughs> what was your reaction reading that shit? I was, I was appalled. Why would, why would you think I would let you do that? He come with the man, ain't gonna let him nut on your feet? He ain't say no, nothing about no money, just yeah. want to nut on my feet like I'm a free freak. Not no free freak. Mm -mm. We ain't doing that. We not. Nah. How did you decide? you know what, I'm going to become a full content creator and go the OnlyFans route. So, again, it's kind of like with the audience I build on Instagram. So that's another way to help monetize that. I'm like, okay, boom, 80% of y'all is horny niggas. I'm going to convert y'all over here. So that's how I came up with that. That's real. Did, was it a hard decision to make? Yeah, because there's so many things to consider, like, um, Obviously, like my family, I don't have kids, but still, I don't think my parents know. I'm not going to let them watch this interview. So, yeah, it's a lot to consider. Nah, for sure. What would you say is the most difficult part about being an OnlyFans content creator? People, well, I'll say people putting you in a box. The men just think you're a sex object. Again, I'm about to be a scientist. I do... 20 things, I'm not just that. And then I'll say that, being put in the box. So how do you feel people know how to separate the two between Kayla and Toxic K? Well, fortunately, some people just meet me like organically and then they get to meet me. And then I'll, if it's like a man I'm interested in pursuing, then I'll like drop it on him. Like I have OnlyFans, how do you feel about it? So luckily he'll get to meet, you know, the real me. But if that's how you met me, then you're automatically gonna have that perception. So nah, for real. It just depends how we met and how open-minded people are. No, nah, that's real. How do you know if one is open-minded and enough for you, making you comfortable to share that information? I mean, even if they not open-minded, it's or probably just something I just gotta drop on them. So how hard for you is it to hide Toxic K from Kayla, from friends and family? Um, right now, I'm not having a hard time yet because I haven't been promoting it everywhere. So before I used to just have the link in my bio and it's like, okay, if the thirsty niggas check out the link in the bio, they'll see it. But now I'm like, okay, I think I had like a really good month last month. And then I was like, let me start pushing this more. So I'm sharing it a little bit more. I actually blocked some people on Facebook because I didn't want them to know. I blocked 15 family members. <laughs> <laughs> Not you know the number. 15, yes. So do you do solo videos or collaborations? So mostly solo, but like if I got a little man or something, I'll collaborate with him. I'm not just open to collaborate with random people. That's not what's going on. No, no, no. None of that. So your man gonna have to be a content creator too? Basically. That's real. 
Yeah. Would you ever consider dating another content creator? Yeah. Would you prefer would. to date another content creator? Um, kinda, because we doing the same thing. So they know what's going on, I know what's going on. But at the same time, I still, am, I might get a little jealous. I don't know, that might sound weird, but. That, why would you get jealous? Okay, so this is somebody I like right now. And then I was like, how you feel about me having the OnlyFans? And he was like, I was just about to ask you the same question. So I'm like, what the fuck? What, what the fuck you mean? Dang. So yeah, that threw me off. I mean, but y'all in the same boat though. I didn't like that. Why? That he fucking bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so you just not with the fact that he's over there collaborating with people and you just over here solo videos with it. Yeah. I feel what you I mean. I don't like that. So how would you say having the OnlyFans affects one's love life? It, it hasn't affected me yet. I would say one person didn't like it, but he was grass anyway. Mm, didn't even matter. Yeah, it didn't even matter. So how did a nigga shoot they shot to you? Different ways. Um, I get a lot of DM, I get a lot of in person. Yeah, in the club, Walmart, wherever. <laughs> how you deal with the attention? Uh, sometimes I ignore it because it can be overwhelming, but it's pretty, I ignore it, yeah. Like the negative attention? The negative, you know, the negative attention, it, it, most people feed into that more than the compliments. And I notice that, so I try not to do it. And I try not to respond to the negative because I don't want them to see me riled up. If your family or friends came across your OnlyFans, what do you think the reaction would be? Why are you doing this? That would be their reaction. And it's like, what you mean? Why am I doing it? <laughs> no, that's real. But not only are you a content creator, you also make music. Mm -hmm. Where would you say your musical passions came from? So, I love rap. And I just kind of feel like everybody can make a lane. Like there's so different, so many different types of rappers now. You got mumble rappers, you got the rappers with the bars, you got the chill rappers, you got the turnt rappers, you got the drill rappers. I know I can make my lane in here. So that's what inspired me to do it. Nah, that's real. How would you describe the uh, rap scene in Racine in Milwaukee right now? Y'all on fire. Milwaukee is on fire for sure. Racine. Um, Racine got some motion. And that's crazy, because why don't I know about it? <laughs> I don't know why you don't know. We got a couple Racine niggas that some, came through the spot. Something ain't connecting. I know BTA came through. I fuck with them. But other than that, I know it's Team High Life, BTA. That's all I really know. What would you want to see change in the rap scene and racing? Um, more collaboration, more them putting in more effort, being more consistent. Some of them are, granted, but why don't I know about these other people? Something ain't clicking. It's a small city. It should be more buzz. But you got to know, like, a lot of people got to go other places to attract the buzz in their own city. That's crazy. I mean, that's just the kindest light bed right now. Yeah. Like you. One, 
one thing I can say is a lot of people probably don't know me in my city, which is crazy. So I get more love in Milwaukee or in Chicago than at home. So I can see that. Why that make, how does that make you feel though? It kind of made me want to say fuck Racine. For real? Yeah. I don't think you say fuck Racine though. Is this that you want your shine too? Yeah. So what's one precaution you feel like you could take to get the people to know what the fuck you got going on in Racine? I don't know. I be trying everything. It, nothing be clicking. They like crabs in a barrel. You don't think nobody from Racine want to see each other win? Yeah. If it's not them, they not going to push nobody or support nobody else. Would you say it's hard to make it out Racine? Yes and no. It's not, I'm not in Racine, so. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. But other people might have barriers or they might just kind of be conditioned to that so they like it, even though they complain about it. But they really don't, they scared of bigger things or a bigger city. That's real. It seems like you got a lot of hustle about yourself. Yeah. You're going to school, you're making music, you're creating content. What would you say would be your overall goal? My overall goal, just freedom, financial freedom, time freedom. I kind of already have time freedom where I get to wake up and do what I want to do, but it needs to be at a higher level. I want to know about your first studio session. Okay. So that was at, it was in somebody's house. Shout out to Skari, Becca Racine. Um, I was real nervous. I was doing it like, I think he wanted me to run it through. But recently being in the studio, I learned that I do better punching in. And yeah, I thought I had to go to the studio drunk, but it's like, no, you can go sober and you'll, you'll do fine. You'll do just as good. For sure. What was it like, the creative process for you? Um, before it used to flow, but I think when I get like overwhelmed or stressed, I get these writer blocks. But for the most part, the creative process is it's pretty easy and it usually just comes to me. For sure. What about the creative process when creating content? That also just flows. Um, creating content, that's 95% improv. We just come up with that shit. Like just, fuck it, this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. What do you feel fans love to see from Toxic K? From Toxic K, they like my booty. <laughs> they like your booty. <laughs> they like my booty. For sure? Yeah. You be, they be paying for pics and shit like that? Yeah, they like my feet too. Oh, that feet hustle be going crazy, I heard. It do. It do? Yeah. What's the most a nigga ever offered you for some feet pics? Feet pics? Nothing too cra crazy, like $50. That's five, but you gotta think. 
you selling like 10 feet pictures a day. Yeah. You kind of, you know what I'm saying? That's a good little jug. Yeah. But the feet was hard. Like if I could just do just feet, I would. That's the reason why I had to do OnlyFans because you, it ain't that many people with feet fetishes out yeah. there. So that's what started it, the feet mm-hmm. pics. I started with feet pics. For real. And you Literally. was like, fuck it, we finna go big. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> so after you created the OnlyFans account, did you was like, have a moment to yourself, was like, am I really gonna do this? Yeah, I did. I was like, people finna find out. I'm finna be an OnlyFans girl. But I was like, you know what? They not paying my bills. All they gonna do is talk. They're gonna talk about me regardless. I'm gonna do what I wanna do. Why do you feel it's hard for people to have confidence and not knowing how to block out the haters and just do what they really wanna do? People care too much about what people think. I mean, everybody cares to an extent. I care to a small extent, but at the end of the day, y'all not, what I eat don't make y'all shit, you know? So I just do me. That's real. What is your goal with your biology degree? Research, I wanna be a research scientist. Um, Something medical, I wanna make an impact, you know, as far as like probably medicine or something like that. That's real. What would you say is your goal with music? Music, uh, I just wanna see where it take me. I really wanna go, I'ma go as far as it take me, but I really do wanna make some type of impact where they think of Kayla Simone and that a song pops in their head. That's what I want. That's real. What would you say is your goal with content? Content? I'm trying to be all over. I'm trying to be like Kai Sinet. That's real. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see you do more interviews. I want you to see you. I want you to ask these niggas more crazy questions. I got you. That's, That's coming. That's coming soon. That's real. What would you say? You taking it with that shit. Where would you say they even came from? Because that's just so raw and blunt of you, especially from a woman, putting niggas like on blast like that. So there's something weird about me. I like to make people uncomfortable. The more <laughs> uncomfortable you are, the more comfortable I am. So I was like, okay, let me put that in the interviews. Like even people around me, they know like I'll make them feel uncomfortable. They'll be like, did she just ask me that? Yeah, I did. What's the most random and craziest question you feel you asked before? That I've asked people? Huh. I'll just ask them how long it take you to nut, stuff like that. <laughs> and they just, they will tell you? Yeah. Would you, have you ever had anybody just answer every question with confidence? No. So they you- stutter. I think they be lying, trying to come up with what sounds good. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. So what was the most, you know when niggas be lying in mm-hmm. the interviews, you do? Yeah. You call them out on it? Yeah, I do. <laughs> the, a dad giveaway is laughing. Mm-hmm. It's because it's like they laughing, thinking like, okay, what I'm going to tell this bitch? Because I can't tell her the truth, you know? Dang. <laughs> Does that make you like, you just going to make it like put it out there like, I'm just not laughing. I'm just enjoying your interview right now. Yeah. So it's like, how do you know when there's a question is probably too far or is too much? It's never too far or too much. <laughs> it's never too far or too much. Never too far. Especially if you're at a porn convention, come on. You, right. you open to whatever. Would you say you go into more conventions? 
More conventions. I'm going to do other places too, but yeah, more conventions because I could ask the more spicy shit there. I want to see you go to the strip club. Ooh. That'll be fine. Yeah, I'm going to do that. That'll be fine. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Y'all heard that shit here first. <laughs> Y'all see Kayla in the goddamn strip club, man, he put her on. Period. What would you say is next for Kayla Simone? What's next for me? Definitely a mixtape for show. More content, more interviews, more everything, a degree, everything. Just stay tuned. Real shit. Any last words and shout outs? Shout out my family, even though 15 family members I block. <laughs> Love y'all. Shout out. Shout out to the cameraman. Shout out to the interviewer. Yeah, this is Kayla Simone jumping off the porch. Real spill. I'm out of town, thugging with my round. My coochie pink, my booty hole brown. Where the niggas, I'm looking for the hoes.